Hey, welcome to episode number five of the Teacher Life Podcast with me, Elio Phillips, director and head coach at the Teacher Fit Project. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the anxiety and self-belief epidemic inside of teaching with co-host Vicky Lloyd, one of the teachers inside of the Teacher Fit Project who came from a similar beginning where she was suffering with anxiety, she was suffering with teacher depression and couldn't break through because her workload was simply drowning her. So what we're going to do inside this episode is discuss the tactics, the strategies that teachers can use to break through this epidemic. Tune in and I'll see you in the episode. Uh, hey everyone, uh, welcome to the Teacher Life podcast. We're on episode five now actually and, and we're going to be speaking about anxiety and, and self-belief uh, amongst teachers inside of the workplace a, a little discussion that, that me and one of the teachers inside of the teacher fit project vicky is, is going to come on so hey hey vicky hi how you doing yeah good 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 so vicky i think this is going to be a really really good one to have have you on because when when you first started it was one of the things maybe you were experiencing a little bit uh, to some degree um wasn't it is is that anxiety uh, in in specific or certain environments or situations, and I think it's a growing epidemic now inside of teaching. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. So when I first started the project, um, I actually stepped down from um, middle leadership because it was affecting my well-being, it was affecting my family, it was affecting my life. So it's not necessarily weight with me; it's all to do with mental health. Um, I wasn't sure whether teaching was the way forward for me because I, d- I didn't believe in myself I'd lost all kind of but now that's all changed because of the project I'm much mm-hmm. more um I've got much more self-worth self-belief I don't get anxious anymore um I had a, a meeting today with the CEO of the company who's you know the big wig my head wore a suit everybody was it was like the queen was coming to work today and mm-hmm. in the olden days a year ago in this project i would have been really anxious um you know, sweaty palms not believing in myself stumbling not knowing what to say and actually in the meeting today she said she remembered me from last year and she said actually i can see that you've developed so much and she was really really proud uh-huh. um and how did that feel it felt amazing, actually, for her. It felt really good for her to kind of single me out in the group, obviously, and just say, you know, especially to you, I remember, I remember you from last year, and I can see you've really developed yourself. To for her to notice how far I've come in my journey is really good. Great, and I think that you're not the only one like who went through that. Right, I I speak to, I speak to hundred probably teachers. I'd say probably about a hundred uh, on on a monthly basis. And it seems to be that this is the biggest thing that keeps coming up that, that people are struggling with. And I think the the sad side of it is that it it kind of leads to a lot of people leaving the profession. Um, now, from, from what I'm seeing, and there's more teachers off work because of it, and then they can't put themselves first, or they can't get out, and then it just leaves you trapped inside of, inside of teaching, right? And then it's that pit that you can't get out of as well. And then everything else goes goes to pot. So let's let's base the discussion around. Um, we were just speaking before we came on around the reasons, perhaps why is is occurring, so that people can diagnose or um, 
re be able to relate to those specific examples and then we can we can have a look at how maybe you you can get past it and make some suggestions there does that sound okay yeah yeah cool cool Cool. So throw some, at, throw some at me. Yeah, let's have open discussion. If, if you're watching the podcast live as well, because I can see there's like five people um, and it's growing as well now who are tuning in, um, drop some comments in, inside of the chat and, and engage with this and then we'll, we'll engage back with, with you uh, as well. So feedback to us. So why, give, give me a couple of examples, Vicky, from, from your experience and perhaps other teachers that why this comes about. I think, I mean, we're a current one at the moment, and this is this is this could affect me if I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Is the behaviour of children is definitely changing. So, when I first started teaching 16 years ago, children were receptive. They would sit and they would listen, and they were polite. They realised that you were kind of a figure of authority that they should look up to. But now that's completely shifted. Children feel like they is? deserve something. It's all about what they want from the situation. Um, they don't have the respect. They don't really um, see you in that that position where you can help them. The, the whole the knowledgeable teacher that's there to support me. So I know in difficult schools like mine, teachers really struggle with behaviour and actually the behaviour for learning, um, and that can really have an impact on a teacher's mental health and well-being because you're getting judged constantly on the progress that you're making. Um, it's all data driven. So the progress, you, you know, you have drop-ins, people coming in. Well, why is your class behaving like that? I know in my class, at the beginning of the year, my class are very challenging. Half of my class are special needs um, and I'm in a mainstream school. It's unheard of. However, mm. so I have people walk past my classroom because I've got glass windows and they're like, you know, your, your class is crazy. And to some people that would really, knock their well-being you know but with me i know how far my children have vicky was talking about like how the behavior right of, of the students is taking a massive toll on on teachers like how you then have to to manage that and then how you feel ultimately after a bad day going home the the stress the actually your behavior management and being watched by other teachers and, and just wondering why perhaps uh you're not able to control it but of course sometimes you just dealt a bad hand right and it's it's sometimes unmanageable and you need extra support but when you have all of that weight like it becomes really really demanding and for sure as vic as vicky said it's, it's it's certain that this is one of the reasons why it can create that anxiety within the workplace or or the self-belief if if you're able to actually manage that and from seeing um seeing my mother uh who, who's taught for for decades now i can recall i mean as as myself being a p teacher it was, it was always a little bit different inside of p because i think the students come there into the the p environment and they're ready to play sport and it's it's a little bit different to that that classroom setting so from seeing my my mother be involved in different secondary schools, um, colleges. She's now te lecturing at a university now. Um, but I remember when she was mainly within secondary schools and she went through a lot of years where she'd come home and was just completely stressed out, like overwhelmed, like by the, by the student's behavior. And it just meant she went back into school the next day, like feeling anxious about teaching uh, certain classes. So for sure, this is, this is a biggie. Um, so, 
with, with that aside, like the other, the other, one of the other reasons why I think we've got this anxiety around us now is, is the pressure um, that's above, like the demands, the goalposts are just, just like ever shifting, right? The, the, the goalposts are just shifting consistently. And what people don't see is that the teachers for one, like the pay scale doesn't, doesn't increase, but the work goes up. So it's just more and more pressure, but it creates less, less time as well because you've still got to get all of this data done, all of these targets, all these reports, and it just becomes unmanageable. So the, the flip side of that is that you don't get a life outside of teaching, right? So you don't get a life outside of teaching. And, and therefore, this is where we start to see a lot of teachers' health suffer. Like first, mentally, the, the mental strain that it puts on you because of this pressure, because of these demands, then leads to you not wanting to take action in other areas of your health and your well-being, whether it's physically. And we know that if you've got a good physical routine, mentally you're going to feel better. But if this time is being taken away from you, of course, you're not able to do that as consistently. So this anxiety builds up that you're not getting the work done, that you're always under so much stress and then the pressure of of not being able to do it and and then the impact it has, the knock-on effect I believe on your health um, later down the line. Uh, I think Vicky's phone must have died on us as she, as she hasn't um, as she hasn't come back in. So I'm, I'm sure that's probably what happened. <laughs> um, so, so I, I think that's one of the the areas as well, which which is causing this anxiety amongst teachers, and then it leads in to those health problems that teachers start to feel a little bit anxious about their appearance as well, especially as in in schools now depending upon the age you're teaching of course the 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 comments and remarks that the students are making and that relates again back to that behavior um those behavior issues that that vicky first brought up and so they're some of the key things that i think are causing this epidemic but the the bigger problem is later down the line leaving the job or time off work and this this time off work is is just pretty much a short-term fix because you're going to go back into the same environment and the same thing's going to happen again so you haven't actually you haven't actually solved the root cause and if you don't dig at the roots like you won't solve anything you'll just solve the symptoms it's like me getting sick and going to the doctor and getting some uh, getting a prescription uh, purely to solve that illness and then it just comes back again later down the line so you've got to dig at the roots of what's causing this. And if I was going to make a couple of suggestions, so if you're a teacher and, and you're watching this right now, you're watching the podcast live or you're listening back on iTunes um, when it gets uploaded there is for me. Um, cool. There's some, there's some great um, comments inside of the, the chat. Now I'll, I'll come to, I'll come to them in a second. Tracy, I can see you, you've commented. Um, the, the the root cause, as I was just bringing up there, Tracy, is is absolutely key. Like we have to dig at the roots. It can't just be you just try and solve the the anxiety or the self belief issues. It has to come that the roots have to be dug up and, and planted. So one of the um, one of the ways that that I believe is important, and this is probably our biggest is this is our biggest factor in inside of the Teacher Fit Project is is to get yourself get yourself around other people who are sharing those similar pains, but inside of the same environment. 
because simply when you do that, what will happen is one of you will start to change and you'll see the knock-on effect that actually it gives belief to the other person that they can step up as well. And, and then that creates desire. So you've got the belief and you've got the desire and you just marry those two together and it allows you to actually try and put yourself first and, and dig yourself out of the pit. So with, with that being said, Vicky was, was mentioning, um, mentioning me to, or mentioning with me at the start of our, our call before we jumped on that she was put under a lot of pressure and she had anxiety around working with a particular member of staff. So there was this particular member of staff inside of the school and they didn't get on and they didn't, they didn't see um, eye to eye. Here she is. Vicky, did you lose battery? No, yeah, sorry. My, my signal, <laughs> my um, internet just went, no I had to reboot it at home. <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> Uh, I was just I was just kind of going through what we said, and then I I just went into one of the other reasons that that I thought was the kind of demands that were placing a lot of pressure on people, um, and and then it's the time that gets taken from you, that then you start to feel stressed about it. Then you first of all it then affects your mental health because of this stress and because of this overwhelm. Then it almost like eradicates like what you can do with your own physical well-being as well. So those two kind of go hand in hand and then you suffer in both areas and then you start to have perhaps anxiety about how you feel and, and, how, you, and how you look. And then you've got students who are, depending upon what age, who are then starting to notice and then making remarks relating back to your behavior um, before, which is uncomfortable for some teachers. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And I think what you said, it kind of leads to tiredness, doesn't it? And tiredness, then mm -hmm. cre anxiety is created from tiredness and self-doubt. So when you're trying to work so hard to keep up with everybody else because you're comparing yourself to everybody else, that's when, like you said, you don't take care of yourself. You might start eating the wrong foods. So then you're getting these sugar rushes. And it's kind of a downward spiral for them, really. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then I just moved on to, I just started to do that and you, you, you came back on. I, I, I was speaking about the the lady that you said perhaps you didn't see eye to eye but then what resolved it was communication because there was there was a lack of it so is is that something that um could if it, if it was done better inside of schools and there was better support there was better links help teachers who were feeling like this like with the behavior management that that you were talking about that places a lot of stress on on teachers leading to that anxiety about teaching specific classes yeah, I think definitely. Um, I think I'll, what I'll do is I'll just explain that um, when I stepped up to a middle leader role in my school, there was another middle leader who every time I led in some training, she would be quite negative, um, quite abrupt. And it kind of, it, it gave me self-doubt. I started to, you know, well, why should you be like this? Am I not, is, is my message not clear enough? Am I not on the right track? So we went on a course together and we, I actually said to her, I find you quite rude in meetings and I don't understand because I kind of thought we were here to support each other. And actually it turns out that she was just quite insecure herself and it was a misunderstanding. So by having those conversations, sometimes it can improve the situation because in our head, we play out scenarios and they're not always real. They're not always true. We see things from one perspective and we don't necessarily see from somebody else's perspective. 
So why is that? Why is there that lack of communication in the first place then? I think because in schools you're so busy all the time because you're so you're trying to get everything done that you can isolate yourself quite easily and just mm -hmm. spend your whole time by yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. I speak to a lot of teachers who feel just trapped that, and then outside of school because of that, they don't have many friends either. Right? Yeah, because it solves your time. So in the holidays, you kind of get in a cycle where you always, because you're anxious, because you don't doubt yourself, because you doubt yourself, you overcompensate by working harder not smarter so you'll spend the evenings working really late and then you'll be exhausted and then you'll spend the holidays working late or being poorly so you don't want to go out and then you've got this self-doubt so actually you haven't got confidence to meet people and spend time with people mm -hmm. sure so let's let's round it off then vicky what do you think is the, is the number one and of course there's probably no right or wrong answer but just open discussion like for you, what, what, what's the first thing that people need to fix? Like I mean, I think for me personally, it was putting myself first. So it was about taking care of myself and kind of coming out of that tired, exhausted zone because then I could rationalise things properly. Um, and then it gave me the confidence to actually, no, I'm going to stop for 10 minutes. I'm going to have a break. And then I started communicating with other members of staff and then you see that everybody else is in a similar position. And actually, I sit and have lunch with a group of people every day, and I spend at least half an hour now having lunch every day. Um, and we just talk about our morning. So you realise that other people have similar issues. You talk about smart ways that they've been working that you can take on board. So every lunchtime, I'm socialising, I'm learning, I'm having a break, which mentally is really good for you. Mm -hmm. Sure. So you, you need to be able to take ownership and put yourself first. Yeah, definitely. And I think one thing that you've taught me specifically is about the diet is about eating the right foods to fuel your body, because then that gives you more energy to be more productive um, and energy for after school and in the holidays. So now, I mean, this holiday, I didn't do any work at all. I went on holiday. When I came back, I just spent the time with my children now i've got the mental strength i don't i'm not anxious so i will say actually no enough's enough i'm not worried about getting told off at school because actually i know i work 100 percent when i'm there and if that's not good enough then maybe that's the wrong school for me mm -hmm. sure so it's just taking ownership yourself then like, like yeah. you said, to actually believe you can do it but you've got to be firm and you you've got to almost become almost become like a no person like you've got to be able to learn to say no like to some things and and not say yes to, to everything which i think is a pitfall for teachers and i think to do that you've got to get yourself around the right people as, as well to, to give you that strength would you agree yeah definitely you need to yeah and by communicating with people at school and actually getting yourself out of your classroom and your isolation zone you you can kind of communicate people and then you'll get those white people to be around and now I spend my time with quite positive people who actually have a passion for teaching. However, they still have a life outside of school. So that they talk, they're always talking about what they're doing at the weekend or what they're doing in the evening. And that kind of spurs me on to do interesting things as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Vicky, I think that was a great um, chat. I think, I think a lot of people will, will relate to that. I can see there's a lot of comments um, from the people who are watching it live. Uh, who said it's a really open open discussion it's good to speak about it like this so that's, that's awesome so if if you're watching live 
and you're leaving some comments. Hope, hope you took a lot from that. Or if you're watching or listening on iTunes or Spotify, where, wherever it might be, and you're a teacher and you know that inside of your school, whether it's yourself or whether you've got staff members, you've got colleagues and they're going through a, a period where they're suffering with anxiety or the self-belief in themselves and it's affecting not only their job, but their personal life and how they're showing up for themselves. And as a result, that their well-being is is suffering, then share the podcast um, with them. Or if it's you, get in touch and, and let's see how we can actually put some strategies in place that are going to help you and most importantly, bring you up so that you can bring bring others up as, as well. Vicky, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Okay, if you're a teacher and you enjoyed that episode with myself and Vicky Lloyd and you took value from it, and it's something that actually maybe you need help with. Maybe right now you're a teacher and you do suffer with anxiety. You do suffer with stress or depression inside of the workload. And therefore you doubt yourself. You doubt your own abilities. Maybe you're having to think about taking time out of school. Or you're always just counting down the days to the school holidays. Because it's simply taking over your life. And you wonder if you're going to be able to continue. Because it just doesn't seem sustainable then this is where we can help you out you see we've got a proven system that actually helps teachers break through all of these struggles give you some time back and get you around other teachers who are thriving not the ones who are just surviving now you can go and check us out on our website www.theteacherfitproject.com or you can go and check me out on facebook which is www.facebook.com forward slash the teacher fit project or check out my instagram feed as well and the handle for that is i am elliot phillips and get in touch and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of the teacher life podcast